Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and this is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from the Chicago area. Welcome to the show, Brandon Schwab. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's great to have you here, Brandon. Now, you are in a space that we're very familiar with. We know a lot of the same folks, and we are very active in the world of boutique-assisted living. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people in the country that are working on that. So I'd love to, uh, before we dive into those details, get a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Sure. So I will keep this brief. Um, our family member had a stroke when he was 85 years old. And just my, he ended up in a 200 bed type building and he just, and he just got terrible care where when he had to um, have help, we pulled the pull cord to call in help. And it was about five minutes goes by 10 minutes, 15, 20 by 25. I just had to go find the team to help him. And I didn't handle it how I felt I would probably handle it today because I didn't get how things were in that industry. And at the time, I didn't ever think I'd ever end up in the industry. Fast forward about 10 years after that, I was down in Florida and I saw a five bed home and I said, what is this? And at the time I had 23 homes in our current portfolio and I was in this house and I go, what is this? And I was there talking to her. I quickly figured out that that house outperformed all 23 of our other homes two times each month. And I said, okay, time to, and, and I was able to get into it after that. Fabulous. All the people I speak with that get into this business, almost without exception, enter the business because of some event, because something called to them that said, I need to make a difference, that the the state of senior housing is such that nobody should go through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it's a service business that's disguised to look like a real estate business. Right where the really the main differentiator is the service business. So a lot of people come into this space looking at the numbers, approaching it from the spreadsheet perspective, saying, wow, the numbers are great. I'm going to go do that business, not realizing yep. that it's a 20% a real estate business and 80% a service business. Sure. How did you overcome the operational, procedural, skill hurdle to get into the operation side? Sure. So... I opened up the house in 2015 and I quickly figured out that I did not have the proper team in place to do all that. So I quickly had to hire somebody and I was calling on church pastors at the time, actually. And this church pastor introduced me to a girl who's been in the healthcare industry for 38 years. And I ended up to partner up with her in 2015. So our team together, basically, it would go over time, but our team today has folks that have been in the healthcare industry combined for 150 years, where I found that I'm an expert to pick the area to have the homes opened up, but I would definitely partner up with other people on our team that are experts at everything else. And her um, husband, he was in healthcare for 48 years that's how I handled that piece. One of the things that we discovered in the operation of our own facilities 
it, we started out in a very saturated market, which is Dallas, Texas, where arguably it's a, a little bit overbuilt, and found that we were able to get high occupancies, not because we were aiming at the market averages, but almost without exception, people that came into our facilities were coming from another existing facility, and they hated it. I would be interested to hear your perspective on are you getting clients because they just aged out of their home or it was due to some health event or they were coming from another existing facility and it just wasn't a fit for them? Yeah. So I think we get a bulk of them from a discharge planner. I figured out how to get into to have folks come to us through that channel. Back beforehand, I felt that we probably had over 50% coming from an elder 100 to 200 bed type place. And in our office, we don't really use the F word too much, but like we build a very cozy home. That's how I talk to people on all of our options because each of our homes are 10 people to about 20 people per home, but they do typically come from a place that has 100 to 200. So I think the top option for people to come to us is that all of the other places have a care giver to every 15 to about 20 people. And post-COVID, it's probably 20 to about probably 30 people where all of our homes are a caregiver to every five to eight people. So our team truly cares and is able to offer the very cozy home atmosphere that I think people are after. If you look at this business from a staffing perspective, people in senior housing talk about the top three issues being staffing, staffing, and staffing. And yet it's been our experience that we've been able to attract very high quality staff because people that go into that business go into it because they care, because they want to help. And once they get into that institutional play, that gets beat out of them pretty fast. Sure, sure. How has your product enabled those folks that are caregivers at heart to return to their roots and contribute in the way that they would want to? So I would tell you our company culture is very, it's focused on a family atmosphere where that culture is different than every other atmosphere. That's very cold and it's very focused on earning, right? Where I had an ED at an elder place take a $45,000 pay cut (laughs) to come over because after the first interview, this girl was like, this is awesome. This girl had 115,000 per year and, and took a $45,000 cut just to come over. And that's the thing that's able to happen is I think the people who are in this industry, they truly are awesome people. And if you can put them in an atmosphere that they get to help other people and change the atmosphere for them, they are all over it. Absolutely. Now, from a state-to-state perspective, the size of these boutique homes varies usually based on state regulation. Sure. For example, we're in that 12 to 16 bed size in Texas, in Louisiana. Are you strictly in Illinois or are you in other states as well? Yeah. So I am only up here, um, here today. Um, We only do 10 people per home up to about 20 people each home. I do have a house on the East Coast that 
We were going to tackle that during COVID. I opted to put it up for sale because I'm going to focus on getting our first 30 homes here before I tend to go out of our area. During COVID, our income 2x and I thought I had it all like, all right, cool, perfect. And I did purchase a house on the East Coast. I bought it for 33% of the asking price. Um, I had to close in about five days and it was a awesome house, but I said, you know, it's, it is on the East Coast. So I am choosing to, to put all of our effort in our own area here first until I hit about 30 homes per area, then I will go to other areas. But I tend to focus in areas where it is not as common to be. I think down by you guys for Texas, there's about 15,000 of these. Florida, there's 1,800. I think California, there's 2,800. I think in Arizona, there's 3,000. Up here by us, there's like 55. So there is opportunity here. So I feel that I don't have to end up at any other option because I, because the place that I'm at right now is perfect. When you look at, and it's not just dollars and cents, but when you look at markets and look at, I mean, let's face it, this is a, a premium offering and your biggest expense by far is staffing. Sure. You've got to be charging every bit of at least 5000 per bed per month in order for the numbers to work. For sure. <laughs> Right, yeah. you're not. It's not going to be a copay with an insurance company or anything like that. It's going to be user pay. How do you determine that you're in an area that can, in fact, support that that rate from an income demographic perspective? Sure. So our very first house was in a town of 800 and about 32 total people, right? But the household income was 85,000. That was the that was the average household income back in 2014. I opened in 2015. Our price for a private bed was $200 per day. So, and then our double beds were 5,000 each month. So I would have two people in each room. That house or that particular place would bring in 10,000 each month for that. And our average was probably 5,500. Fast forward to today, we're probably 6,000 to 6,500 as a average today with the highest of probably eight to 10,000. So our cost is higher, but as you are going to have the other options, they go, well, if the cost for a caregiver to every 20 to 30 people is 5,500, what is it going to be if you have a caregiver every five to eight people? That's a hard thing to answer because they go, well, those things aren't equal. And if you don't get awesome care, and that's the thing that typically causes the issues there is they don't have anyone to help. And that turns into a place that isn't awesome. So, Well, exactly. And if you have a caregiver ratio of 30 to one, and you're that poor bugger at three in the morning that needs assistance to get to the bathroom, you're going to be waiting a long time. It's terrible. Long time. It takes forever. It is it is terrible. Absolutely. Well, Brandon, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? The, probably the best way is to either call the office to talk with me, or they can book a time to talk to me on the internet. It's probably the easiest, either to book a call for 15. So I'm going to put it over to you. It is Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-S-C-H-W-A-N. B.com. That's 
probably, I think, the easiest to go there and book a time to talk with me. Fabulous. Or the office phone number is 847-380-8624. All those options could work. Thank you for the time to talk, man. Awesome meeting you. Well, thank you. Well, Brandon, thank you for the perspective. And you definitely want to connect with Brandon at brandonschwab.com. The link will be in the show notes. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.